Hola y bienvenidos al Medical Spanish Premium Podcast, an interactive podcast for learning practical Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. The level of this lesson is advanced, and timestamps are provided in the show notes. The lessons offered at docmolly.com are solely for learning Spanish. They are not intended to teach medicine or provide medical advice. This is the 12th and final lesson covering Spanish for the COVID vaccines. As you know, we have seen rare, severe allergic reactions to the mRNA vaccines. So in the last free lesson, we practiced using the word antecedentes to explain that people with a history of an immediate allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients should not get the vaccine. In this lesson, we practice more ways to express a medical history and which persons with a history of allergic reactions may still consider the mRNA vaccines. Then we will practice describing an immediate allergic reaction in Spanish. Before we begin, I would like to make a qualification. The primary purpose of these lessons is to practice useful Spanish vocabulary and phrases when discussing vaccination against COVID-19. Much of the discussion in these lessons refers to the messenger RNA vaccines developed by Pfizer and Moderna, and the information regarding all the COVID-19 vaccines may change as we learn more. Therefore, when speaking with patients about these vaccines, you should always use information provided by current trusted medical sources. Listos? Empecemos. So first, let's review the question and answer from the last lesson. ¿Quién no debe ponerse la vacuna? Cualquier persona con antecedentes de una reacción alérgica inmediata a la vacuna o alguno de los ingredientes de la vacuna no debería recibir la vacuna. So how did Sonia ask, who shouldn't get the vaccine? ¿Quién no debe ponerse la vacuna? So she used ponerse, ponerse la vacuna to say to get the vaccine. Can you think of another pronominal verb we could use here? Aplicarse, aplicarse la vacuna. Now, as a review from the last lesson, interpreta, if you have a history of an immediate allergic reaction to the vaccine, or to any of the vaccine ingredients, you should not receive the vaccine. Si tiene antecedentes de una reacción alérgica inmediata a la vacuna o a alguno de los ingredientes de la vacuna, no debería recibir la vacuna. Or to make the statement stronger, no debe recibir la vacuna. Now, there's two other ways she could have started this phrase. If you have a history of, si tiene una historia de, or, si tiene un historial de. So she used una historia or un historial to say a history. Elisa prefers antecedentes or un historial. So using un historial, how would you say, if you have a history of an immediate allergic reaction to the vaccine, you should not get the vaccine. So 
si tiene un historial de una reacción alérgica inmediata a la vacuna, no debe recibir la vacuna. Now let's cover recommendations in Spanish for those who have a history of an immediate allergic reaction to another vaccine or any injectable therapy. Cualquier persona con antecedentes de una reacción alérgica inmediata a otra vacuna o a cualquier terapia inyectable debe consultar primero a un profesional de la salud. Another vaccine. Otra vacuna. Injectable therapy. La terapia inyectable. Any injection therapy? Cualquier terapia inyectable. Interpreta anyone with a history of an immediate allergic reaction to another vaccine or to any injection therapy. Cualquier persona con antecedentes de una reacción alérgica inmediata a otra vacuna o a cualquier terapia inyectable. Healthcare professional. El o la profesional de la salud. Addressing usted, interpreta, you should first consult a healthcare professional. Debe consultar primero a un profesional de la salud. And now, let's give recommendations in Spanish for those who have a history of a severe allergic reaction not related to a vaccine or injectable therapy. Las personas con antecedentes de una reacción alérgica grave no relacionada con una vacuna o una terapia inyectable pueden recibir la vacuna. Severe allergic reaction. Una reacción alérgica grave. You could also say, una reacción alérgica severa. And referring to reacción, unrelated to a vaccine. No relacionada con una vacuna. Ahora, interpreta, persons with a history of a severe allergic reaction, las personas con antecedentes de una reacción alérgica grave, unrelated to a vaccine or injection therapy, may receive the vaccine. no relacionada con una vacuna o una terapia inyectable, pueden recibir la vacuna. So let's define an immediate allergic reaction. Una reacción alérgica inmediata es una reacción que se produce durante las primeras cuatro horas después de la vacunación y que provoca ronchas, picor, hinchazón 
y cuando es grave, dificultad para respirar y baja presión sanguínea. An immediate allergic reaction. Una reacción alérgica inmediata. Vaccination. La vacunación. Listen to how she uses se produce to say it is a reaction that occurs. Es una reacción que se produce. And using durante, how does she say within the first four hours after vaccination? durante las primeras cuatro horas después de la vacunación. Interpreta, an immediate allergic reaction occurs within the first four hours after vaccination. Una reacción alérgica inmediata se produce durante las primeras cuatro horas después de la vacunación. Using the verb soler y producirse, interpreta, an immediate allergic reaction usually occurs within the first few minutes after vaccination. Una reacción alérgica inmediata suele producirse durante los primeros minutos después de la vacunación. In addition to producirse, we can also use darse to say to occur. Ahora, usando darse, interpreta, an immediate allergic reaction usually occurs within the first few minutes after vaccination. Una reacción alérgica inmediata suele darse durante los primeros minutos después de la vacunación. Es una reacción que provoca ronchas, picor, hinchazón y cuando es grave, dificultad para respirar y baja presión sanguínea. Okay, we have a lot of great vocabulary here which we are going to practice and expand on. To cause Provocar. You could also simply say, causar. Hives. Las ronchas. The medical term for hives is urticaria. La urticaria. Una vez más. La urticaria. And how would you say allergic rash? La erupción alérgica. Or, el sarpullido alérgico. Do you remember how she said itching? El picor. Can you think of another word for itching? La picazón. Or, la comezón. Swelling. 
la hinchazón. And what is another word for swelling? La inflamación. Difficulty breathing or shortness of breath. La dificultad para respirar. And that one's tricky to pronounce, so repeat after Elisa two times. Dificultad para respirar. Dificultad para respirar. And another way to say shortness of breath is la falta de aire. One more time, la falta de aire. And do you know how to say wheezing? Las sibilancias. And if it appears your patient doesn't understand this, you can describe it further. That is, when your lungs squeak as you breathe. O sea, cuando le chían los pulmones al respirar. So here we use the verb chillar to say to squeak. When your lungs squeak as you breathe. Cuando le chían los pulmones al respirar. And finally, low blood pressure. La baja presión sanguínea. Here you could also say la baja presión arterial. And if it is clear that you are referring to blood pressure, you could simply say la baja presión. Ahora, interpreta, it's a reaction that causes hives, itching, swelling. Es una reacción que provoca ronchas, picor, hinchazón. And when severe, shortness of breath and low blood pressure. Y cuando es grave, dificultad para respirar y baja presión sanguínea. You could also use severa aquí to say severe. Una reacción alérgica grave inmediata se llama anafilaxia. So how did she say anaphylaxis? La anafilaxia. And how would you say a severe allergic reaction is treated with epinephrine? Una reacción alérgica grave se trata con epinefrina. And when referring to an EpiPen, you can simply say un EpiPen o un autoinyector de epinefrina. Y ya está. Now that you've completed this lesson, reinforce what you've learned by taking the quiz at the bottom of this post at docmolly.com. There's a link in your show notes. And thank you to Elizabeth Cortez, my Spanish teacher from the San Pedro Spanish School, and to my friend and Spanish-English interpreter, Sonia Umsiri, for helping me with the Spanish for this lesson. 
We'll be back soon to finally wrap up our series on vertigo and then on to Spanish for dentistry. Cuídense y hasta la próxima. This is a production of DocMolly.com where you will find interactive audio lessons that teach Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere.